0: This is the Frog for Life Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Berline.
1: I've learned that there is a lot of coordination, and increasing coordination across the different schools, the diff, you know, different areas, et cetera. So, like, for instance, when I was here, You had a couple of people who were student athletes, mostly played baseball, um, who were also like accounting majors. Now, there's a coordination between the athletics department and the business school to say, hey, people who aren't even business majors, but are in athletics, like how do we teach them about, you know, if you do go professional, here's how you should manage your money, right? Like, that seems small, but other schools aren't doing that.
0: That is the voice of David Russell, who graduated from TCU in 2012 with a degree in accounting and finance. David will talk about his professional career in the finance sector, as well as how he is currently giving back to TCU on many boards throughout the community. We're so excited today to be joined by David Russell. David comes to us coming over from Dallas today uh, to join us today, again, see the campus. He has many visits set up after today, but thank you so much for joining us today, David.
1: Rob, thanks for having me, really appreciate it. Always good to be uh, back on campus. And before we
0: get started about what you've done since leaving TCU, we'll start as to you know, why you're here in the first place. Because you were a student at TCU mm-hmm. those years ago. What made you want to be a student at
1: TCU? So that's a really, really good question. Um, so how I ended up at TCU. So I'm originally from uh, Detroit, Michigan, and I have a really large family. And so some of my family has kind of migrated over different parts of the country. My grandmother and one of my aunts happened to live in Fort Worth, which is super random at the time when it happened, because when you're a kid, and it, uh, contrary to popular belief for people who love and are from the state of Texas, unless you've seen Dallas or Walker, Walker Texas Ranger or the Cowboys, you know nothing about Texas, right? So uh, I'm looking at schools, and one of my, my aunts, she calls me, and she says, hey, you need to check out some schools in the South, and you know there's a lot of opportunity, et cetera. Um, and I came here in November for a visit, which I say she tricked me. She says she helped me, but she tricked me. Uh, Because as you can imagine, Detroit in November is freezing and there's snow everywhere. I come here, it's, you know, 50, 60 degrees. Everyone's got a smile on their face. So, hey, I might want to check this out. Um, So I went on a couple of school visits here, um, some of our rival schools, and and this was just a better option. And um, at the time, TCU didn't feel like a family to me. But it felt like an opportunity. Um, it was a school that had, you know, obviously uh, the business school is really good here. Nursing school is good. This communication school is really good. And so I said, you know, I'm going to see this. I see this as an opportunity. Right. And that's one thing I always use myself uh, to define myself as opportunistic. And so I, I took a bet and it, it's worked itself out.
0: Wow. And so you coming from Michigan. You did see it a few a few times. So mm-hmm. you weren't seeing it totally sight unseen. Mm-hmm. But how did the student experience live up to what you thought coming from Michigan down to Texas?
1: Um, so it was it was it was it was a good experience uh, for a couple of reasons. So when I got to campus, um, and, and this is the alumni podcast, so a lot of people will be able to reminisce with me. So I came here. I lived in a, in the Milton Hilton uh, before it was the Honors College uh, in the basement, right? So I got the real authentic. TCU experience living on campus um, and it was it was a great experience um, actually two weeks ago a guy who lived in the Milton on my floor that I met my first week of school I just went to his wedding two weeks ago um, and so it's those type of connections and relationships that I made that kind of really made the student experience everyone's new they're trying to figure things out um, whether it's job where you're where you where going to fit in if it's you know fraternity sororities if it's you know I'm going to do different you know leadership programs etc I'm just going to be a regular student just you know go to class and the party all night like that that was kind of where we were all at and so it was it was a great experience but TCU campus wise um, the number of students we have allows you to have type of those those authentic relationships um, which for people I know who are at Texas or other places great education institutions but not the same uh, culture on campus. And were you able to get involved with any organizations during your time on campus? So initially, that answer was no. Uh, I'll be honest. I mean, it was it was it was a, it was a rough transition. Um, you know, far away from home. Um, you know, I was I was studying business at the time, so I declared when I got to school. I was an accounting marketing double major with an economics minor. Um, so a lot of time in books and things like that. Um, but eventually, I picked my head up from the books um, and I did get involved. So the first place I got involved was actually student government, uh, because what I realized was as you get further down the continuum of your major, you don't really meet other people outside of your school, right, even outside of your major sometimes, right? I was an accounting guy, I've never met, you know, another business information systems person. Uh, So I got involved with student government, and so that was an eye-opener of just understanding, A, all the other cool people on campus, but B, the resources that we really have at TCU to kind of get things done. Um, Because student government has, like I think it's a six, at the time it was $625,000 budget, you know, campus improvement projects, um, the concerts that we wanted to bring um, on campus, right? I mean, they kind of just gave us a blank check and said, hey, figure it out, right? Um, And so I enjoyed taking on that leadership role and doing it with a lot of cool people. Um, So that was kind of my first place I got involved. I got involved with some things at Neely as well. Um, and then one of the last things I got involved with, I think it was my senior year. Um, so there was a, a conference they used to host. It was called the Minority Student Leadership Conference. And essentially what it did was is it went to inner city high schools within Fort Worth and within Dallas and bring juniors and seniors to campus to learn about the college experience. Um, and I talked to you a little bit about my experience and, you know, being inner city youth and trying to, you know, navigate that. I said, you know, if I can do that while I'm in school. And so instead of me coming to school with my aunt, who, you know, she's, you know, 40 years older than everybody else on campus, if I can be closer in that age and, and they see me when they come to campus versus, you know, their parents or et cetera, you know, how to help them have that impact. And so um, those were kind of the three main areas of focus I had when I was in school. And, and, and I think it was, it, it, it helped me, it helped elevate my experience when I was here.
0: And aside from getting involved with other people outside the classroom, you chose, you talked about earlier, a mm-hmm. very ambitious class load mm-hmm. and Neely has such a national reputation, mm-hmm. it gets bigger and bigger every year. Mm-hmm. What really sticks out to you about your academic um, course over the four years or however long you were in Neely?
1: So Neely definitely does have that. Um, So I I mentioned kind of what my major was when I got to campus. I ended up deciding on just doing an accounting finance double major. What stands out to me is, is Neely taught me how to think like a business person. Right, you have a lot of people who have like really good ideas, or want to start a business, or you know are, are really ambitious, but don't know how to put that on paper and like how to actually execute that. And so the thing that the the academic part of that took care of it, but the real seal on top of that was the professors. So the accounting department is very unusual here, and then most of those people have like direct work experience for a long time across different industries: manufacturing, automotive, uh, real estate. Um, things like that and so a lot of those professors really helped me think and understand like there's you don't have to just take this degree go do taxes for the rest of your life in an asset because quite frankly I had no interest in doing that uh, so the the faculty they really kind of put that that's the icing on the cake um, in terms of the coursework. I mean the, the classes were rigorous. I mean my Investments to class and some of these other ones. I mean it was a lot of late nights uh, in the, in the in the old library um, in the basement for those. But but that's kind of what Neely, I think impressed with me is how to think and how to be a business person. And
0: when did you know you wanted to enter the world of finance?
1: So there were kind of two moments when i knew that i wanted to be in the world of finance the first one was kind of (laughs) i'll say i was you know financially driven by capitalism so literally i get to campus uh in august i got here august 20th 2008. in september they had an accounting alumni night so i go there again um, i'm a first generation college student uh, my dad worked in the auto industry his whole life. You know, my mom worked in her whole life. So I know nothing about, you know, my first time understanding college, understanding a major, job, all of that. I'm just, I'm just trying to do my work, get good grades, and hopefully, you know, the results will come. Go to this accounting alumni night. This is a true story. I'm not making this up, and I'm not going to say the girl's name, uh, but this is a true story. So she's kind of talking about, you know, she's been working. She, she got out of school, call it four years ago. This, this, and that. And this is what I heard her say. She said a lot of things only heard her say two things. She said, I took an internship with this company. I worked there for 10 weeks and I made $18,000. She said, I've been working there for three years now and I'll make six figures. When I heard her say that, I said, yeah, that's what I'm going to go do. <laughs> right. So I got her name. Uh, I got her, her contact and, and I, I started down like the business world. Like that sounds like something for me. So that was the first way. And again, I was I was financially driven, right? As any 18-year-old would be. $18,000, I mean, that sounds like a million to me at that point. The second reason was I ended up getting an internship like two and a half years later. Um, and I was working for a private equity firm. And when I was in school, you kind of thought of finance. You knew what, like, commercial banking was. You knew what real estate was. You know what oil and gas is. But this concept of private equity, even as someone who, you know, didn't have parents who were, you know, Um, in that space, it was still kind of relatively new and forming, right? It was more of a New York thing. It wasn't really in the Southwest, et cetera. I had an internship and uh, I was in school here, obviously doing when the recession was going on. And so, you know, we'd watch TV, CNBC, et cetera, and people were losing their jobs and companies were going bankrupt. And, you know, it was a lot of chaos. This job I had, you walked in, everybody was smiling, people were getting paid. I mean, we had a Christmas party my first year there. I'm not kidding you. It was on the 50-yard line at the new Cowboys Stadium. It was a black tie thing. The guy who owned the business flew in in a helicopter. And I said, I don't know what these people are doing, but I probably need to figure this out. Like, this seems, it, it seems interesting, and they're doing something different. And that's that's when I really knew that I wanted to get into the world of finance because there were so many more opportunities that I had never heard of. Um, and, you know, they, they seemed to be doing doing pretty well. So those were kind of the, 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 the two times I really realized that finance uh, was for me
0: and you had said your, your first internship came uh, when you were a junior in college yep. what did the internships throughout the time during your time in college kind of teach you to prepare you for the life after graduation
1: so two things i think it, it 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 didn't teach me how to have a work ethic but it showed me how to have a work ethic in a professional environment right so when you're on campus you're always finding little ways to you know earn a little bit of money whether that's tutoring whether that's you know on campus jobs etc but You know, in a professional nine to five, when you're accountable to other people, it showed me how to have that work ethic and make it in a professional way. Uh, The second thing it taught me, quite frankly, was just the power of networking. Everyone who I interned with usually were students on um, from TCU. Um, You had the occasional either SMU or UTD person, but they were mostly TCU people and understanding how to have a network when you're at this really big, large company and make it small and help you navigate and figure things out and you also help other people navigate and figure things out, um, for me has been, I mean, that's been the highlight of my career is, is having relationships, knowing how to, to leverage them and use them um, and be able to kind of move myself forward. So those are kind of the two things it, it showed me.
0: Following his graduation from TCU, David went to graduate school to get his master's degree and then entered the professional world.
1: So. TCU taught me how to think critically. Getting my master's degree taught me how to apply that critical thinking to real life business situations. Um, when I was told people I have a master's degree, they're always like, "Oh, you know, does that mean you're a nerd or like you just really like accounting?" I don't know. Maybe it just depends on who you ask. Uh, but it was it was more of a technical focus of understanding how do you evaluate a business by the numbers, right? Um, obviously. There's nothing better than a degree from TCU. You would have loved to stayed, but you know, tuition is expensive here. And so after four years, I was a little tapped out. But that was kind of some of the difference was it taught me how to apply that thinking at a higher level um, to, to prepare me for the workplace.
0: And you've held a a number of different roles since getting that first full-time job uh, following your master's degree. Mm -hmm. What's your career path been like? (laughs) From the person that hears the possibilities you can do in this world, and you start to actually apply that, create your own path. Yeah.
1: So the interesting thing and the wonderful thing I think about college is you're obviously the whole point and goal of college is to finish and to finish college and get a job right because we all need to live and we all want to you know do nice things buy homes travel etc the thing that people i think sleep on when it comes to the college experience is understanding it's a real personal growth and discovery standpoint right I'm not you're not the same person when you're 18 that you are when you're 22 or hopefully you're not um and so from a career standpoint it while it was a professional journey it was also a personal journey of learning who i am uh, who I want to be, what impact I want to have. Um, and so in my professional life, it like those two things to me have always kind of coincided. So um, my first couple of jobs, was I was like I always describe people, my job is to help people make more informed decisions, right? My first couple of jobs out of school was helping institutions make more informed decisions, right? How to allocate their capital, how to make strategic investments that help them plan for the future. What I realize over time is is that I love informing people how to make decisions, but I'd rather I like working more with individuals versus institutions because at an institutional level, you don't see that satisfaction of, hey, David, you made a really good call with helping us invest in this, it's paid off and like, you know, our family is forever indebted to you, or, you know, we have we're able to send our kids to college now because of this or that. Right? There's just, you know, hey, you helped us meet shareholder expectations or our investors' expectations. Here's a little bonus, great. Um, and again, I think that's that's also good, but you just have to know where you fall in. And so for me now, I work with individuals um, and foundations, make those those same decisions, those same informed decisions, um, and that brings me a lot of joy from a professional and personal side.
0: And if there's a recent alum out there who maybe isn't very familiar with the aspects of money management, mm-hmm. what advice would you have for them? And what tools do they need to research to figure out? You know,
1: now I'm actually starting to get a paycheck. What do I do with this? Well, that's a good question, man. That's uh, uh, what should people know about money management? So the first thing is you got to have a plan, right? Um, again, I'll relate it to the college experience, right? The, the the plan is to graduate. So you sit down with a counselor, right? And they help you figure out what do you need to do to graduate, how many hours you need to take within the core, uh, within your major, and you kind of go through that. So the first thing you need to do is have a plan. So Every year you should have a goal for yourself, whether it's I want to save X amount of money so I can either buy something, I just want to save X amount of money just so I can have that money for the future, etc. have a plan and then break the plan down, right? Like actually stick to it, have it be tangible and so that on a month-to-month basis you can track your progress and know like, hey, I know where I'm going. Um, the second thing is, you know, I always say I think it's important to have that plan and go over it with someone, right? So... Um, could be your spouse, could be, uh, you know, your parents, could be a financial advisor. You know, if you're in a position where you feel you need to, you know, um, uh, allocate some of your capital to have someone help you figure out that plan. Um, I think that that's kind of the, the two important things I would say, but have a plan. I feel like most people, like I actually had a client say this the other day, right? So clients worth a significant amount of money and him in the early forties, young guy, done very well for himself. And he's like, Hey, David, I want to do X, Y, and Z because like, you know, I think this will make a lot more money. And I said, "That's that's great, but like, like, what do you want the money for? Like, what is what's the purpose of it once you get it?" And he looked at me, and he looked at his wife. He said, "I don't know. I just thought people just like making more money." And I said, "So we got to have a plan, right? So so everyone everywhere is struggling with that, right? Whether they got you know one dollar or they got you know a million dollars, people don't have a plan. And so sit down, have a plan, and then you know execute and achieve it."
0: And aside from your, your life in the money world, you've also been involved in a number of volunteer opportunities, and you're actually here on campus to speak with a number of things. Mm-hmm. What are the ways that you currently serve your community?
1: So for me, um, there are a few different ways I serve in the community, but I think at the core of it, and it's 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 befitting that we're having this conversation here on campus, like education to me is the great equalizer, right? From a kid from Detroit who's a first-generation college student, I wouldn't be in the money management game or have any access to a lot of opportunities if I didn't take my education seriously um, and have it, right? So education is kind of the core area uh, of where I serve the community. And so education to me, it does three things. It creates, it, it allows you access to opportunities. It allows you to increase your perspective on just the world around you and things you know. Um, and then it, it, it produces critical thinking skills, right? So you can assess situations and things you're in. And so in leveraging that, um, I sit on a couple of boards. Uh, so one of them is, is Dallas After School, uh, which is the largest out of school excuse me, after school and summertime programming in Dallas County. And so essentially their mission is when you look at kids who are um, from a socioeconomic standard, uh, you know, under the poverty line, when they leave school in the summer, they're not getting the academic engagement at home and the community, et cetera. And so it usually puts them two or three grade levels behind from the from when they left school in, Mar- uh, in May to when they go back in you know August or September. And so the organization basically said, how do we shorten that gap or eliminate it? And so uh, so I sit on that board and so we, we've been doing, like I so said, we're the largest provider of those services in Dallas County and expanding to other counties. But the other reason why I like it as well is because what we also do is, so let's say, you know, Tarrant County, right, where we're not currently doing anything, Organizations that are trying to do the same have the same focus. We help them set up and organize, and say, "Hey, this is what you're trying to do. Here's the blueprint on how to do it, and let them implement it." So it's you know, we understand it's it's a collective goal that we all have to be entrenched on to get to, and it's not just if Dallas has the schools not doing it, then we just don't want to help anybody else. So um, that's kind of my real focus is, is education space in Dallas.
0: And then what do you do here on TCU? I know you're involved in a number of things here at TCU with mm-hmm. Neely and mm-hmm. uh, some other, other things as well.
1: Yeah, so, so there, there are three things I'm involved with on school, and, and I'm, I'm involved with them all strategically for a reason based on my experience when I was on campus. And so Neely kind of gave me my first shot at getting an education, making you know, contacts in the business world, et cetera. So I currently serve on the executive alumni board for them. And so what that is is how do we make the Neely experience better for students, for professors, for faculty, um, how do we do that? Um, and so uh, that's the, the first area that I serve in, because um, I think you know, is a great school, and, and I want to help it be better. The second area uh, is being an African American on campus. Uh, I'm currently on the board of the Black Alumni Association um, as a scholarship chair, and so um, that do two. They do two things: is a. How do we help make the educational experience for Black students on campus better? And b. How do we connect? those alumni who are, you know, either when they're outside of the area, um, you know, stay together and continue to have that, that network. And so as the scholarship chair, one of my one of my pushes is how do we increase the amount of, of exposure students can have by giving them scholarships so that that financial burns not as hard on them so they can take advantage of other opportunities on campus. Um, and lastly, and I kind of learned this from being a student government I mentioned to you, um, the chancellor has a, an advisory council. Uh, we have two advisory council, a, a young chancellor council and then it's just a regular one. Um, I was uh, just recently got got on the uh, the, the young um, advisory council. And so that's how do we make TCU as a whole better um, and overall experience. And that's everything from, you know, um, who we recruit to come to campus, uh, what are the, the areas of focus we have from diversity and inclusion to you know, the topics covered, obviously, the world is changing right, um, in terms of from an industry standpoint, and stuff like that. So, um, so those are kind of my three main areas of involvement uh, with school. Keeps and, being, you busy.
0: and being involved with all those things, mm-hmm. how has your first perspective changed from being a student not too long mm-hmm. ago to now being on the other side of mm-hmm. trying to make it better for other students? Or have you, has there been a lot of things you've learned about how the school actually operates that you may not have realized as a student?
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question, um, and I guess I never thought of it in that way. What I've enjoyed learning is like how everything works together. Right, when you're a student, you're you're focused on your own problems, whether that's grades, financial aid, social circles, et cetera. Um, But you don't see that TCU as a community like it's trying to push everything forward, right? So um, I've learned that there is a lot of coordination and increasing coordination across the different schools, the uh, different areas, et cetera. So like for instance, when I was here, You had a couple of people who were student athletes, mostly played baseball, um, who were also like accounting majors. Now there's a coordination between the athletics department and the business school to say, hey, people who aren't even business majors, but are in athletics. Like, how do we teach them about, you know, if you do go professional, here's how you should manage your money right?" Like that seems small, but other schools aren't doing that. And we're seeing the results of that. And to me, it's like that's that's huge. Right. But it shows that, again, like. TCU as a whole cares about everybody. So how do we make sure that everyone is is getting what they need to not only be successful in the classroom but be successful, you know, after they leave here? Um, the also other thing is we have a lot of influence, um, like as 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 a school. So I mean, most of us, if you're from the area or you still live here, obviously you know you'll see TCU uh, shirts around or different thing bumper stickers, etc. But when I travel and go places, you realize like how far and how pervasive our brand is and how much people care about it. So for instance, there's, there's a gentleman who's really, really high up at Nike, who's a TCU alum. And he just, he reps us constantly. And I, I met him out and I was like, wow, like I didn't know this was that big. Um, I was in San Francisco uh, with my current company and I walked, I literally walked in. So when I travel, I have a garment bag. It's a TCU bag, of course. And uh, when I walked in the office, I had my garment bag. <laughs> there was an analyst who had a TCU flag plastered over his, his desk in the middle of San Francisco. Uh, I met another guy when I was at Martin Luther's King exhibit in Atlanta. I mean, so we are everywhere and the school is trying to make sure that in every place that we're at and where we're planted, like how are we making sure we have the most impact?
0: And being working in Dallas, obviously, Mm -hmm. you come back today, you talked about the number of boards you're on. How Mm -hmm. often do you actually get to come back to campus and get to to rekindle
1: those great memories? Well, this is the perfect time of year for that. I mean, the football season is in full effect. I've actually been catching more basketball games, too. So I would say in any given year, I'm probably on campus 10, 12 times. Um, I mean, you know, when you are in on 30 from Dallas back to Fort Worth, man, I'm, you know, you need your passport. So uh, it, it's, 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 a, it's a journey for sure. But, uh, yeah, I'm over here about 10 to 12 times, um, mostly for sports things and some of these boards we talked about. Uh, but, I mean, like homecoming, right? Like all the guys want to get back together, et cetera, it's always a good time. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, here, I'm here more than, more than my fair share, I'd say.
0: All right, and being going all the way from Dallas to Fort Worth and back, what is your favorite spot to frequent in DFW?
1: So there's two places. So I love Dutch's. That's I mean the burger the bun if you, if you if you haven't had Dutch's in, in a couple of years when you're back on campus to so all my alums, please go have one. Um and then Joe T. Garcias, I mean, that's, that's just a staple in Fort Worth. Food's amazing. Um, so, yeah, those are those are kind of the, the two places I always go to. But I always go to Dutchess when I'm on this side of the world.
0: And being a DFW, is there, was there ever a thought when you graduated to go back to Detroit?
1: So, initially, yes. Um, what you realize, and I guess this is another just huge plug for, for the school and how they've done so well, being in a hotbed like DFW, you don't realize how much opportunity is really here until, again, you're like not in school and stuff. I mean – there's just so much opportunity here you know I've, what I' love to go back home of course and continue to you know sow roots and, and things there in the TCU plaque there but it's it's there's just too much opportunity here. And TCU again is such a respected name um, even in Dallas uh, um, that not nah, it, it just it just it didn't work out that way. It wasn't God's plan, I guess. And to wrap it all
0: up, what is your favorite either as a student or coming back as an alum? What is your
1: favorite TCU memory? My favorite TCU memory it's gonna sound cliche graduation um to have all my family here they were super excited um it was it was it was just a really special day because it said you know this place invest this place invested in me and allowed me to get here and and to be able to to get to that point I was just I was overwhelmed um and there were so many people both you know professors and 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 faculty but even alums that just helped me get to that place and they were all there that day and was able to get the picture and I had my little uh horn fog tie on uh which I don't wear as often because it's you know it's not necessarily fashionably appropriate but I wore it that day uh that was probably that was probably my favorite favorite moment uh on campus yeah graduation
0: And that is David Russell. Thank you so much for joining us today and telling us all about your great world in Neely and then how you're giving
1: back. Thank you. And and keep this podcast going. I love it. I've been listening to a lot more episodes now um, um, since we got connected and doing a great thing here. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you to KTCU and co-manager Jeff Craig for their editing of this episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Frog for Life podcast. If you or a friend or family member would like to get in touch with us to share your story, please contact us on social media on Twitter and Instagram at TCU Alumni. We look forward to sharing our next story of how TCU Alumni are changing the world.